0: Welcome to the second season of Fisher Link presented by Fisher Inc, a podcast for the Fisher College of Business to highlight stories in and around Ohio State that you may not have heard about. My name is Paige Palmer and I'm joined by my co-host Brent Koffenbarger. We're excited to bring our listeners another year's worth of notable stories and interesting guests.
1: Our first guest this season is David Butcher, a fourth year student at Ohio State's Fisher College of Business. David is better known for founding and running his own restaurant, which originally began as a food truck. His journey to bring fly-by barbecue to fruition has garnered him countless awards and much recognition. David, thanks for joining us today. Hi, how are you guys? Great.
0: Doing great. So David, let's start back at the beginning. You grew up in Yellow Springs, a small town in Ohio, and then chose to attend Ohio State, which is one of the biggest colleges in the country. What went into that decision? Were you already thinking like a young entrepreneur and had this idea in your head, or was this a decision you made for other reasons? Yeah, so growing up in Yellow Springs is a very interesting Is um, when I was in high school, I started a few businesses. Uh, my dad's an entrepreneur, and I was they to really see, you know, um, what that brings into someone's life. And uh, so I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I had a
2: few small businesses um, while I was in high school, and so when I was looking at colleges, um, you know, having uh, somewhere that I could kind of explore that was really important to me. And originally, I was actually looking at Stanford University. and Uh, A big reason why is because, like, that's where, like, entrepreneurs typically go. It just seemed like a very, like, obvious choice. Uh, So I I made a pretty risky decision to only apply to Ohio State and Stanford for college, which are both pretty hard schools to get into. So um, luckily, I got into Ohio State because I got denied from Stanford. Um, And honestly, I was, like, really bummed about that Uh, in, in my head. It was like a, it was something that was like, well, I guess that dream, you know, I probably still make it happen, but it's going to be a lot harder now. And, um, around that same time, I got a phone call from a woman named Crystal Geyer, who runs a uh, or used to run a scholarship at Ohio State called Innovation, Creativity, and Entrepreneurship Scholars, and that was huge for me. Um, what that program is, basically, a live-in learning community of other entrepreneurs. So I got to live my freshman year. Um, a met call with 45 other entrepreneurs on, on my floor, and, you know, coming from Yellow Springs, Yellow Springs is a very um, forward-thinking place, but it's not a, a real big proponent of uh, entrepreneurship, per se, or mm-hmm. a business in general, and so that was, like, one of the first times in my life I feel like I was really able to flex, like, my entrepreneurship muscle and be able to, to feel like it's okay to, to do what I'm doing and to feel really, uh, confident and supported in that. And so, um, that, that thing the crystal guy kind of motivated me to get involved in the Austin real team at Ohio state and in Columbus. One of the things that I did was enter some, um, business playing competitions at Ohio state at the time. I didn't really know what I wanted to do necessarily. So, um, it was like a really good period for me to kind of do some soul searching and say, hey, okay, I know a little bit about entrepreneurship. Now, what what do I actually want to do? And so that was like uh, how I got introduced to that. So Ohio State was was like a really uh, beneficial uh, decision, actually.
1: Yeah, so you mentioned the uh, ICE Scholars program at Ohio State. Is this where the idea for Fly-By-Barbecue began, and can you tell us a little bit more about kind of the Flyby Barbecue story and I guess kind of like up to date from start to finish where a short run of where it's at? It, it, in a way, yes. Yeah. So um, there's kind of a few things I think that that program kind of made me realize. Um, it, it We got to hear from a lot of entrepreneurs in our time at ICE, and that was a big
2: part of the curriculum, so we get speakers come in. and me having ran some of the businesses in the past, um, I kind of was like trying to think of not only, you know, I, I'm a person that has a lot of ideas and now like which one do I pick? Like how do I know what's right for me? And so hearing all these people talk about their experiences, um, the biggest takeaway that I got from that was that I didn't really want to be in tech. And um, hmm. one of the businesses I had in high school was um, a DJ business Then. What I loved about that business, um, even though it wasn't like a very scalable business model or something that I, I really wanted to do for a long time, it made me realize the importance for me of having physical connections with other humans like every single day right. and uh, to be able to make like valuable impact in communities. And so um, that was kind of like the, the beginning of me trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I was I was kind of pressured into coming up with an idea, to be honest, for these business plan competition. And originally, I had a like a consumer product packaging idea, and it was something like honestly really silly. But what it what it forced me to do was do a lot of market research on people that were in restaurants a lot, and uh, it just so kind of like culminated at around the same time. You know, I was learning a lot about the fast casual industry and just like restaurants as a whole. And I had literally no intention in the world of ever like starting a restaurant or that being something I wanted to do. Um, Until one day it all just kind of clicked. And I was able to see that not only is like fast casual, like food concepts becoming like really popular. I was also able to see that like, for example, in barbecue, there are a lot of things that aren't, a lot of problems and a lot of like opportunities that weren't really being addressed. Um, one of the beautiful things I think that, you know, I, I, our organization is able to bring to the table is we are entrepreneurs, like we are startup people that are tackling issues that people like us are, are not going after, um, such as like, how do you make a barbecue restaurant more relevant for 2018? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like we're in a unique position to do something cool and so it all kind of culminated into this concept of flyby barbecue and our our goal with flyby is is really just to to bring a lot of relevance back into the barbecue industry we're solving a lot of big issues one of them is um like this idea of quickness so our food is smoked really slow um you might have heard the term like low and slow so our, our food is smoked for sometimes 20, 22 hours. Um, but we serve it, our average meal takes like 30 seconds. Uh, and so it's a Chipotle type model where you're able to customize your meal. We do um, custom barbecue sandwiches, rice bowls, macaroni bowls, and platters with a variety of smoked meats. So you know, right the that, we wanted to kind of just bring barbecue as a whole into fast casual. But then we started to look say, okay well there's actually a lot of other stuff that people do that's, that's really interesting so if you think about a barbecue restaurant um, most of the time like what do you think of like it's, it's like a dark place there's probably like pretty eclectic like stuff on the wall um, you might think that it like it, you might think of like your grandfather or, like your uncle um, and so we, we were tackling a few big issues one is that, um, the demographics for barbecue restaurants as a whole kind of differ from that of fast casual. So, we want it to be a lot more relevant to consumers like women, vegetarians, younger people. Um, and a lot of that you'll see in our branding. Uh, we're, we're really light hearted, it's really colorful. Um, you know, our restaurant, it feels like you're going to be outside and it's really sunny as compared to like in a dark cabin in the woods. Um, and so we just, we really wanted to just create something that no one had really seen before and just break some rules and barbecue and, um, yeah, so.
0: Awesome. You mentioned earlier, actually, saying that your dad was an entrepreneur. So what kind of impact did he have on that? Was he giving you advice all the way through? Did you kind of want to break off and say, no, I'm doing this on my own? What were his thoughts?
2: Yeah, that's a tough line to play, obviously. So, um, thankfully, <laughs> he doesn't know a restaurant,
0: so,
2: um, <laughs> That you know, it's cool, but it's, honestly, it's so it's so helpful to have um, you know resources to, to play on. That was a, a monumental reason why Ohio State I think has been so so helpful in the formation of is because it, it's it's someone like my father. You know, we we have some like Timmy McCarthy from Raising Canes is on our board, and like uh, you know, like I would never have gotten that connection without Ohio State. So all of, all of these experiences and having my father kind of culminated to, I don't know if it, if it taught me a lot necessarily, but it made me comfortable enough to try to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's probably the most important thing, is having people that understand what you're going through um, and, and making those connections. It, the biggest thing, though, that my father kind of helped me understand is that Um, So he is a service business, and one of the things that's so beautiful about his business is his relationship with his employees, and uh, it's unlike anything I've ever seen, just the the way, you know, the the freedoms he gives them, the the opportunities he gives them, um, you know, so it's it's really driven us down this line of um, our food is killer, and it's always number one. Uh, it's, it's always the number one thing that keeps people coming back to us. But if you read our reviews, our service is outstanding, and we are we are very very particular about that customer experience. And bigger than a barbecue, we want to we want to create a company that people want to work for, and that is fun. The whole reason I started Flyby was because I wanted to do something that I loved, and that was. That I would like to do every single day, and so that's one of what we want to create for our employees. Um, and so you'll notice, like we're a second chance employer. Uh, we we have felons on our payroll. Um, we're very first. So it, it, you know we're trying to create uh, an organization that's a little bit bigger than just ourselves. And, and he was a big inspiration for that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Having worked in food service, the service element definitely isn't always something you see emphasized as much. So that's really cool.
2: especially with these like, build-your-own models of really uh, having engaging uh, conversations with their customers. Because once you, once you get your food, your service experience kind of ends there. So that's something else where you know, we're trying to tackle is,
1: you know, when's the last time you went to and someone came up to your table and asked you how your food was? These are just some kind of things that um, I feel like we have an interesting perspective on being such a new company. So David, we've talked a little bit about the food and like you mentioned, really a restaurant's only going to ever be as good as its food. Uh, you mentioned also something about barbecue, I guess, being a little outdated in a sense, and maybe not as appealing to younger people. Uh, what, how have you felt like the impact of kind of a move to nutrition with younger people and then just kind of barbecue, maybe being a bit of an afterthought, how have you kind of dealt with that and what have you done to kind of come combat that?
2: Yeah, I, you know, we, there are some external threats, I think, that we're, we're kind of like, face head on that, that the barbecue industry has. One of them, obviously, is, like, is the, the decline of, like, meat in general, and, and going back to health-conscious consumers, um, so, one is, and honestly, this is, like, a last-minute decision for our business, but, um, so, right when we opened the food truck, I think it was, like, the night before, I was, like, I've been thinking about doing rice bowls. You know, we should just do what they want instead of, like, waiting. And uh, that, I think, is honestly probably one of the most successful decisions we've made. If you look at our sales, we're, like, 55% rice bowls now. And um, as we would compare to maybe a concept like City Barbecue, where their, their customer base is heavily male-dominated uh, and older male-dominated as a whole, we find a lot of uh, health-conscious consumers come, come to us, um, we find a lot of women come to us. And items like those rice bowls and, and for our restaurant, ourselves, salads, um, I think are something really unique because one of the problems that um, barbecue restaurants typically have is that it's viewed as being very gluttonous. And fly by something you could eat every single day and you wouldn't feel bad about yourself. You know what I mean? Um, and so that, that was a huge thing. Um, and, the one thing we do we do try to, to play on, though, is that um, it is a very craft food. So, like, with the rise of, like, craft beer companies and breweries, um, we have an element of that because of just how much love and effort it takes to make what, what we do, um, which is why you'll notice our menu, is, in general, is pretty simple, even mm-hmm. like though you can create a lot of things. And that's, that was really intentional because... With, with how much effort it takes to, to make our meats and make them right, we wanted to make sure that we have, a, we have a lot of focus on those and are able to divert a lot of attention to getting that right um, and, and to create a really craft product. I, I think that speaks to a lot of people nowadays.
0: Awesome, so kind of looking as you try to expand in the future, what are some ways you're advertising or getting the word out, especially as a startup company? really hard to have the yeah. funds and all the ability to do that, so how have you been tackling that problem?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the big ones are like Facebook and Instagram for us. Uh, food is very visual, so people love to see pictures of it, um, and honestly, we could be doing a little bit better job, of that, our, our biggest way that we advertise, honestly, is just by going above and beyond for our customers and mm-hmm. them telling everyone else. Um, and, and what's great about that for a start is it, that it's And um, we find that that's what we get on with loyal customers the people that come to see us every day of the week. Um, so, it, but as we expand in the future, I think some, some of the other, you know, things that we want to try to do are, um, you know, maybe go where other people aren't so like for us, like text message, marketing, um, everyone does email. So just finding, finding those those niches of, of how to reach our customers. Another thing that we do a lot of is, uh, catering and our party packs so that's uh, selling a lot of the time to businesses and so we'll find a lot of time now we do a b2b sale and then a lot of those people have our food and then come try it uh on their own and and, and more so than that you know we're doing uh fundraising nights similar to like late pizza um and stuff like that I'm trying to get connected to the community as much as possible because uh, it's fun and it helps sales you know
1: yeah. So, David, we really appreciate you spending some time with us today. Where can people find Flyby Barbecue online, and uh, where can they find it to get some food?
2: Yeah. So, um, online we're flyby slybybb dot uh, The website's really awesome, uh, and uh, if anyone is from Dayton, we're also hiring on that page uh, for a variety of roles. So. Um, be sure to check that out. And uh, on Instagram, which in all of our social media follow the same tag, just flybybbq. Uh, and you're in the Dayton area,
1: our restaurant opens uh, in November at Fearful Commons Mall. Um, so that'll be pretty sweet. Um, and and uh, in the meantime, our food truck will be out and about in the Dayton area mostly. Uh, and if you go to our Facebook or any of our social media, we'll, we'll post um, where we're going to be. So. Awesome. David, thanks for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thank you guys.
1: And that's it for this week's episode of Fisher Link. FisherLink is presented by Fisher Inc., the student-run magazine for the Fisher College of Business. I'm Bryn Koffenberger.
0: And I'm Paige Palmer.
1: This episode was edited by our sound designer, Connor Bueller. The president of Fisher Inc. is Akane O'Hara.
0: If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can find Fisher Link on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on FisherInc.com, where you can also stay up to date on Fisher Inc. news stories. Thanks to our guests for today, and we'll see you next time.